Show. Welcome to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Coconuts. With us always is the Rancho. Hello, I'm Rancho. Rancho, let's get down to it right away. We got to start with the hottest story of the summer, the biggest news of the summer. An entire summer's worth of slams occurred on sun- on Saturday. That's right. WWE SummerSlam. I feel like talking about wrestling for you must feel like that meme that have you ever seen it's like talking about gender with trans people and it's Plato and Aristotle and then the other side is talking about gender with cis people and it's like uh, leading a mentally deficient toddler through like a train pyramid. <laughs> through a train pyramid? Like a, he's playing with a wooden train and the adult is like, maybe let's try to keep the train on the track. Like, I, isn't it more fun to not just put it in your mouth? Are you sure the phrase is train pyramid? A little kid was playing with a train pyramid. No, like a train table. That's what I meant to say. Well, what's a train pyramid? I don't know. Make it up. Use your imagination. Okay. That's I actually imagine, part of the IQ test is creativity. I imagine a train pyramid is like four trains racing to the top of the mountain. It's like whoever gets up there first. It's definitely going to get hit by the other three. I think the way to solve that puzzle is to try not to take a train up the mountain. I feel like a toddler because I see the storylines and I experience them like a toddler because I've never experienced wrestling before. I'm like, oh, my God, because it's genuinely shocking to me when, like, he kicked his brother in the balls. I was like, what? I was like, I did not know that could happen. Like, the first time I saw somebody fly in from the roof, I was like, what the fuck? Is this allowed? Rancho... Why don't you tell me what you think is happening in the Bloodline storyline? Okay, here's what I think is happening in the Bloodline storyline. You're going to have to help me out with some names here. Okay. Okay, so there's Roman Reigns, who is the the leader of the family. Yeah. What's the family name? The the Anawaii family. That one. And underneath him in the Anawaii family, there is two twin brothers named Jay and Jimmy Uso. Yeah, Jay and Jimmy Uso. Yes. So Jay and Jimmy Uso were like, Roman Reigns, we think you're a dick. We're going to fight you for control of the family and he was like okay and then Roman Reigns lost and Roman Reigns is like okay I'll hand the title over to you just kidding I'm gonna punch you in the balls mm-hmm. and so he punched them in the balls and then today they were like we don't like that you punched us in the balls so we're gonna fight you in like a sanctioned match meaning that like people the old people that are gonna grab Roman Reigns by his ear and drag him drag him out of the stadium are watching it, so it's like none of your dirty tricks, none of your ball punching. I like, believe you're talking about the tribal elders. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> like if you ball punch here, you're in trouble, mister. Yes, okay, so listen, at tribal court, Jimmy and Jay took Roman to tribal court for the crime of being a bastard, I think. Like, that's like they were like, you're an asshole, that's officially a charge we can... Level at you in tribal court. Well, yeah, I never got exactly what they were complaining about in the first place. I thought it was just wrestling, like, don't come to my city, shit. They took Roman to tribal court because they beat Roman at Money in the Bank. But not in the Money in the Bank match. In a different match, 
at Money in the Bank. So they beat him. Jay and Jimmy beat Roman and Roman's enforcer, Solo Sokoa. The gentleman with the poorly dyed blonde hair. Yes, I remember him. Why does everybody have such fucking bad haircuts in this family? Everybody looks like an early human. Like It's like, a, uh, you ever see the evolution? Like the man, early man. It's like two levels of early man fighting each other. I, I mean, they're big, tough guys. These, these guys are my perfect cavemen. I was going to say... Maybe de- describe these characters. Describe Roman and Jimmy and Jay and Solo. Describe them physically. Describe their personalities. Uh, Roman Reigns looks like if you were playing The Sims 2 and you were trying to make like a really attractive guy, but you were a teenager, so you didn't really understand. Like you didn't lo- you didn't yet have the ability to look at a human face and determine like what structures about it made it attractive. So you just kind of made handsome Squidward. I was. Gonna, I was immediately, I had Handsome Squidward in the chamber. Yeah, Roman Reigns looks like Handsome Squidward. He looks like if you told AI to make an attractive person, this is what it would crap out. Right, it looks like Handsome Squidware software running on human being hardware, if that makes any sense. Didn't you tell me the other day that there was like some AI girl like the internet's talking about? Oh, yeah, TikTok. There is this mysterious blonde woman, or she looks like a teenager. If you see a mysterious, like, blonde woman at a polo match with, like, a weirdly angelic face, she's not real. She's AI. Don't go look her up. Don't be. I guess everybody knew that, actually, besides me, because I opened the comments and they're like, she's AI stupid. Like, uh, the first comment, of course, is, who is she? And it's like, it's AI stupid because that's what just gets popular on TikTok. It's just slideshows of photos of attractive people. Really? And I guess now you got to compete in your slideshows with people who don't even exist. That's fucked up. I was going to say, look, this is fucked up for a bunch of reasons. A, I, will know, I guess simping over a girl that doesn't exist is just all of anime, so that's fine. But B... From what I'm told about TikTokers' reactions to things, I imagine that a ton of TikTokers are going to say that what this AI girl doing is actually sex work. Yeah, everything's sex work. Have you heard about that? Uh, so, in, in, uh, listeners, there is, I almost said Instagrammers for some reason. What? <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever talk to your Instagrammers? No, I've, I haven't gone line up on Instagram in forever. Um, there, if you've been, if you don't have TikTok, the hot new trend on TikTok is to pretend to be like a poorly rendered AI chat buddy. Like people will set up situations like we got going on and go on screen and then be like, wow, thank you. And then when people donate gifts in the TikTok stream, which then translates to real money, of course, TikTok takes like half the value, yes. but they'll do things like, wow, cowboy hat, yeehaw. Wow, cowboy hat, yeehaw. Thank you. Mmm, roses, so good. <laughs> and they'll just sit there and like do that for hours. So a bunch of people got popular doing that. And a bun- then, of course, a wave of videos. It's like it followed the YouTube trend, which is like, First, a bunch of people get popular doing it, and then a bunch of videos get popular, like, leeching off, like, how much money is X making? Uh, Is PewDiePie making? How much money does Markiplier make per month? So people, like, came up with these crazy estimates, and then a bunch of other people were talking about, like, I did the app. I pretended to be an AI on live, and I made $4,000 in 15 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) 
so immediately overnight the market was flooded and everybody was doing it and everybody was bragging was doing it and then making videos bragging about how much money they were making because then they could post the video and then go live so as people were seeing the video they would also see that that person was live so they'd be like oh I should tune into this because so I can see what's going to make me $4,000 in 15 seconds and then you get caught in that like consumer loop and then comes the wave of people who are like what you're doing is sex work (laughs) (laughs) this is a weird new trend because nothing can be good nobody can be happy ever is uh i I, the last time i noticed this was there was this weird ass tiktok trend of like people pretending to be like giants and giantesses and i'm gonna guess it was mostly giantesses yeah of course it fucking was because it was mostly women participating in like musically at okay. that point, uh-huh. and, and then everybody was stitching it and being like, this is actually porn. It's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> why does everything have to be porn? Why can't uh, soap cutting just be soap cutting? Wait, what do you Wait, what are they doing to soap cutting? Everything's porn. Soap cutting's porn. Uh, giantress porn is porn. Um, when you sit there in a dark closet and you turn your flashlight on and you lip sync to songs, that's porn. When you pretend to be an AI, that's porn. And when you pretend to glitch out, that's when you're coming. Like the most abstract Baroque, because we just post takes now. Now, now here's what I was told again. Uh, and by the way, when I say that I was told these things by TikTok, I mean from Rancho listeners like... Uh, the other day I heard that there are these girls that hop out of bed, but then I heard that other people are like, those girls are sex workers. Oh, yeah, that's porn, too. Uh, there's a bunch of women. Those are actually interesting. I'm interested to see what comes out of that because there's this bizarre-ass TikTok channel. So TikTok Live, you can be live and like live stream whatever you're doing. This channel I'm about to talk about is live like 24 hours a day and seven days a week, which is what makes it weird. It's just three women laying in a futon-like bed in what looks like a prison cell with like if a college student got to decorate their prison cell instead of... (laughs) Like, Martin Shkreli bribed the jailer to get him, like, uh, what's it called? Those neon lights that gamers have in the room? Oh, the LEDs. The LED lights. Yeah. And every time people donate a certain amount, they'll be, like, pretending to sleep on the ground. And then every time people donate a certain amount of money, it plays a weird song loudly, like, in the room that they're in. So they stand up and do, like, a weird chicken dance and spin around. So now everybody in the comments are like, are you slavery? Are you uh, being human trafficked? And then other people in the comments are like, Stop tipping these girls. These girls are sex workers. Yes. What they're doing. What is the case that these girls are sex workers? Is it that like you're exchanging money for a dance? Because like that would make like every modern dance a form of sex work, which I think it is. Because as a liberal, I need to go as far to the left as possible, even maybe before I even understand what I'm saying or what my points are. I just need to be on the left. It's safer there. Does it feel safer there? Of course safer there you can look it's canceled or be canceled i'll call these girls sex workers which seems offensive now that i'm saying it this many times it's just weird just anything weird is just sex work now yeah. any weird video you see on the internet is, is code it's a weird code whistle that you don't understand it for sex work it's turning someone on 
Okay, well, listen, speaking of videos that turn people on, back to SummerSlam. So we're watching <laughs> SummerSlam, and Roman Reigns and, uh, and Jey Uso are really going at it. Like, Jey Uso wants revenge for what Roman and Solo did to his brother, Jimmy Uso. Now, spoilers for SummerSlam from this point on. So Rancho, Jey Uso's beating Roman and beating Roman, and Jey Uso, even though it's two-on-one, put Solo Sokoa on the, the announce table and jumped through it. Solo Sokoa's out of commission, and Jey's covered up Roman, and it's one, two, and then what happens? His bitch-ass brother, who he was supposed to be fighting for, because remember, he is balls, he got that uh, disease where the testicles like wrap around each testicular other. Testicular torsion. Yeah, testicular torsion from when Roman Reigns punched him in the balls. And the other Uso was like, you don't punch my brother's balls like that. And he was fighting for his balls. But then at the second he got out of the hospital, the ball hospital, he came back and then pulled him out of the ring. And I get the feeling that when he gets a chance to explain, then he's going to be back in Weenie Hut General. <laughs> For his balls again, because I'd rip his balls out too. Everyone in that ring both deserves a punch in the balls and owes a punch to someone else. My guess is that at WrestleMania, it's going to be Jimmy versus Jay versus Roman versus Solo for the role of tribal chief. Tribal ball puncher. Tribal ball puncher, yes. Now, I would bet money on this outcome, but I can't. You can't bet on wrestling in the states that I'm in. Recently, on a trip to pick up Rancho in Massachusetts, I drove through a bunch of other states and stopped at a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts, signed up for a bunch more online gambling sites, and made about $93. Definitely not an addiction, bro. I can stop whatever I want. You don't feel the call of a New Hampshire McDonald's to pull over there and quickly sign up for five online casinos and then see how many free spins you can get on we, a little slot machine in your car? We should take the Amtrak to Florida again. Oh. And every time we stop in a new state, get out and see how much you could like rack up. That is such a... Okay, we'll take the Amtrak to Florida and then we'll take the Amtrak from New York to California. I would bet that West Virginia has the most lax gambling laws in the country. If you had to like, if I had to pick one. It's a little tiny slot machine on your phone with its own stories and everything. I was playing this like one little slot machine in like a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot for real money. And it's called like Ghost Smashers. And their tagline is, we fear absolutely no ghosts. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they got these little guns and they're zapping ghosts. And every time they zap ghosts, like the jackpot's going up. And I'm like getting involved in like the life of these two little ghosty guys. That sounds like something grandma. If grandma forgets her glasses, she'll think it's genuine Ghostbusters. Man, that's my dream. I miss my calling making like fake ass slot machines like that for the online, like Indonesian websites, like uh, acquaintances with Ron. <laughs> Ron, Raquel, um, Melissa, Joseph. Joseph. No, that can't. That's the same shit. Chandelier. Anything but Joseph. No, maybe John. Monaco. I was going with. What about Marissa? Marissa's good. Yeah, the, and then they have a pet. One of those chickens that has like the 
you know, the George Washington wig on his head. Chicken with a... What, is, what? What do you mean chicken with a George Washington? I'll, I'll look it up right now. It's a the, real thing. There's a chicken that has like an old-timey like powder curl. It's a duck and it doesn't have that exact... Like, obviously it's not a curled wig, but it looks like it has a powdered wig. Yes. Okay. I cannot wait to see this duck. You're going to shit your pants. This is, I fuck you not, like a real type of duck. This is not altered in any way, this image. Oh my God. Like scrawl. That's an actual kind of duck. It's called a crested duck. And it's a duck that has like a full on pompadour. Like a full on like Beethoven wig. It's got like extra fluffy hair where there shouldn't be. It looks like a mistake, but... God's never made something as perfect as this. Yeah, look at that fuck up. Uh, they have that instead of, oh, damn it. Wait, no, they actually did have a duck. But they had one of the normal ducks, right? Yeah, they had like a regular ass, like a, like a white, like a cute little white, like a call duck. When on acquaintances, they have a fucked up duck. <laughs> I'm out of friends. I, I have seen so few episodes that I can't even come up with. The well has run dry. <laughs> I don't know. You want to do Victorious next? Of course I want to talk about Victorious. Nobody said that I can't sing. <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he does the SpongeBob voice during sex? Seriously. Do you, oh. think he's ever, do you think he's ever done it and she like hit him? In a good way or a bad way? A bad way. No, she's fishing for that. She's looking for SpongeBob to kind of solve a lot of the problems that were caused in her life. SpongeBob would never wreck homes like this. This is fucked up. This is broad. This this should be like you know how Nathan Masry violated his Garfield contract by like making out with Garfield and talking about how he's gay for Garfield or whatever. The uh, Ethan Slater should get in trouble with Nickelodeon for violating like the character the values of spongebob haven't you seen that episode where spongebob had kids he worked fucking day and night to support those children listen i will admit that ethan does seem to have failed viacom's morality clause rancho why don't you tell some of our listeners who aren't as terminally online what the fuck you're talking about? Okay, listen, listeners. So there's there's on Broadway, there's a musical about SpongeBob. It's not what you think it is with like Hershey Park, like guys in costumes, like not what you'd see in like Times Square, like people in characters. It's just a man dressed up like SpongeBob with no costume, just wearing, if SpongeBob were a human, wearing the clothes that SpongeBob would wear. And that gentleman's name is Ethan Slater, and he got really famous for pretending to be SpongeBob on Broadway. And. <laughs> He has a wife and an infant <laughs> child. Well, he married his high school sweetheart. Yeah, he did. He has a wife and an infant child. And um, his next big break was just around the corner, listener. He might, you might know who he would be uh, a little bit later because he was about to be in the Wicked movie with Ariana Grande, but he couldn't keep his, uh, his penis in his pants. So he had to stick his little pineapple in Ariana Grande. And uh, he cheated on his wife, and uh, everybody's upset about it. Now, I know that you told me that a lot of the online community are calling Ariana Grande a homewrecker. <laughs> Why are they calling her this, and do you think that's fair? Um, She seems like kind of a bitch in general. It's kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of like how uh, when Lizzo got accused of... 
fat shaming her dancers and everybody pulled out like every fat joke like just the entire arsenal of fat jokes and just threw them at her on the internet it was like oh finally we could say these for example I saw after like the second after the Lizzo fat shaming news broke I saw a TikTok was a woman getting into her car and like her gut she was very overweight so every time she would like try to scooch into the car her gut would hit the uh, horn and it would beep and she set her phone on like the window of the other car and did that thing where she just got in her car and the thing was like beep 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 as she was trying to put her seatbelt on and then captioned it uh Lizzo after telling her dancers to eat more salad or something. I was like, you didn't come up with that. <laughs> after you had that in the chamber for so long. <laughs> no, listen, I certainly agree with you. It we're, it's like we as a society love it when people are like huge moral failures because then we can call them like fat and stupid and old. And it's like, we're not punching down. They're a monster. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like everybody wanted to say shit about her for a long time, but they kind of just didn't have an excuse. And then this happened. It's like, oh, finally, I could just unload all like the fat comments with Lizzo. They're like, oh, man, finally, I could call her a bitch again. Well, now they can call her fat to stand up for women who are being body shamed. Exactly, yeah. The ultimate fat (laughs) joke. Finally, a woke progressive body shaming campaign. Hey, Asterios. Yeah. New new dumbest bird just dropped. New dumbest looking bird just dropped. Okay. By just dropped, I mean just discovered. I just discovered. I personally have and maintain the list of the world's dumbest looking birds. And we got a new contender for one of the top spots, if not the top spot. I want you to open up Google. Tollard, pull up. (laughs) Open up Google and open up uh, our piping plumer. Piping plover. That's what I mean. Look at that idiot. Oh my god, he's so cute! <laughs> Look at this dumb Wait, fucking you bird. You like the piping plover? It looks so fucking stupid. Look at its face. That's like one of the most confused looking birds. Let me clarify the list of the dumbest birds. The birds that look like they, if you had them work at a job... You would be so fucked if you had to rely on that job in any way. Look at that fucking face. That is a dumbass bird. Okay, I. It's this is amazing. It's like a magic eye photo. At first, Rancho was clowning on this bird. I didn't get it. She said the thing about its face. I get it completely. This bird is in over its head. <laughs> like this bird invested in a McDonald's and should not have invested in a McDonald's. And like now this bird is like underwater, like his brother-in-law is screaming at him. Teenagers don't respect this bird cries alone in his car sometimes. Click on that one. Click on that one of the one just staring like dejectedly. What the fuck is wrong with this bird? I've never seen a bird that looks like it just got fired from its It does. It looks like it's like contemplating killing itself. And probably because like a piece of bird seed and or garbage floated into the ocean and it like doesn't understand. I have to say it like... Look at it. The Pipey Plover is like the George Costanza of birds. Just like short, squat, stocky. Yeah, it's fat and dumpy. And what if I told you mm-hmm. that there are only about 8,000 of these in the world? Why? Wait, what? 
what's happening to the piping pond? Surely that's not mankind's doing, is it? They're fucking dumb. They're fucking dumb, and they lay their uh, eggs on the beach, I think, and people oh. keep fucking around on the beach. Oh, they're one of those birds. Did We've never told on this a podcast the story of a beeper and bonbon. And they're one of the sign birds. <laughs> yeah. One time we we got uh what are they called uh, uh home not homing pigeons. Morning doves. One time we got morning doves and it was the greatest. A little family of morning doves made like a terrible terrible nest on our air conditioner they stuck around for a while until they found an even worse place to build it and that rancher you you know because on the internet they're always like talking about their nests yeah pigeons are especially fucking dumb they're actually not dumb they're very intelligent birds but man are they shitty at making nests but they can't make nests for shit i don't know what it is most birds just have like a magnet in their brain that's like oh hey we better like start this nest significantly earlier than before we need to lay eggs uh not pigeons not rock doves and definitely not morning doves so a couple of morning doves decided that the top of our air conditioner would be like a lit ass place to lay some eggs so they did yeah like and th- and then all of a sudden i get into morning doves and rancho is sending me photos of like the worst the most poorly constructed morning dove nests like so apparently morning doves just decided to like make their nest on the ground in the middle of a parking lot between a bunch of cars and then like the owners of the building had to put like Big orange traffic cones around this nest because, like, that's the only way you'd even know a nest was there. Like, five sticks does not a nest make, but not according to morning doves. There's an entire subreddit called r slash stupid dove nest. And I saw one of some guy left his car in a parking garage for like a week. And when he came back, there's a fucking bird in like the part with the windshield wipers. It's like, what do you do? What do you even do at that point if a bird, like, do you, you can't just put the nest on the ground. You call animal control. Do they do something for that? I, I don't understand why they love. Like, it's like there are so many fucking trees in the world. Why they like want to build nests around mankind confuses me. Let's look at some more of these dumb, stupid piping plovers. All they right. need our help. They clearly need our help. Yeah, look at that. Nice nest, stupid. <laughs> That's a hole in the sand. A wonderful bird. This title, was this written by a piping plover? (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, the other thing about piping plovers is they look like hotel art came to life. They do. They look like the fucking hotel art of birds. Yeah, like there are, it's like the piping plover itself, like it does not have many lines or features. Like its eye is just like a big black dot of paint, but in real life. Yeah, it gives me the vibe of like a shitty New Jersey motel. This bird deserves to go extinct. <laughs> well, look, it's working on it's it. It's well on the way. Oh, the piping plover. No, he's so cute. All right, Rancho, I'm going to tell you what's been happening in my gambling life recently. Ever since I got into gambling exactly one week ago, it's all I've done and all I want to do. So I'm traveling to states. I'm cashing in all this money. So here's the problem with arbitrage gambling. It's a lot of work for not a lot of return. What? Because the thing is, it's like you'll like... Be looking all day for like one sports book to have the Yankees at this, but then the other sports book to have like the Blu-rays at that. And then 
you're, you're using coupons and coupons and like at the end of the day like you may have put like a half an hour into like setting up an arbitrage bet that makes like two dollars and fifty cents yeah that's the vibe that i got from a lot of your bets most of the time when you call me and you tell me like oh my god i got a great arbitrage win i won a dollar and 37 cents like wow yeah you really cash racking them up there yeah i mean that's exactly true and it's like well i am proud of every dollar and 37 cents i make from the casino Eventually, I ran into a problem where I wanted more. So I was waking up for a while every morning to bet live on the Women's World Cup, which games air at like 4 and 6 a.m. And when you're up that early in the morning, I feel like you have less resistance to bad decisions than you would if you were like fresh. It's 10 a.m. You've just had your cut. You know what I mean, Rancho? Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, so... You know, I've set up this, like, elaborate arbitrage bet where, like, no matter who wins, Norway or the United States, like, I make, like, about 30 or $35. But I wanted more. I was like, I, I'm up early, and I think I, I've spotted a hole in the market. And I'm looking at the over-under numbers, and it's like, well, there's a half an hour left in the game. Surely there could be two more corners in this half hour. And surely I know what a corner is, definitely. I still don't quite know what a corner is. I couldn't even guess. I just, I, but like, I'm looking, look, it's a, the games are 90 minutes. Like 70 of the minutes have gone by so far. There have been nine corners. 90 minutes, two more quarters, 11 quarters, just two more quarters. Two more corners. And so, I don't know, maybe as the game goes on, it's harder to score corners. Or maybe, like, as the game goes on, the ref stops calling corners because corners are bad or something. But two more corners are not scored. And now I'm down $100. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, it's because I've gambled. I always said to myself, like, you're an arbitrage better. You're an arbitrage better, Asterius. Like, don't actually gamble. But it happened. You know, I made a mistake. Was it money money or, like, free casino money? No, it was money money. But, oh, I mean, my God. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, you know, and the thing is, like, again, with arbitrage betting, like, you know, I'm winning, like, a dollar here, three dollars. So, like, these are very hard-earned dollars. And so I, I lost a hundred dollars. And so I was like, well... You know what, Asterios? Like they, what they say is like, don't chase losses. Have you ever heard that phrase? Yes. Okay, what do you think don't chase losses means? means? Uh, put the fucking phone down, Asterios, Kokonos. That's, yeah, no, that's what it means. And it's like, it's, you know, you're not supposed, but I, but I thought to myself, like, look, I lost $100. That was like a freak accident. I'm going to bet $300 on the Braves. And when the Braves win, I'll get my $100 back and that'll be it. The Braves were negative 300 to win, meaning a bet of $100 earns you $30. And I'd lost $300, so I bet $300 to get $90. And the Braves, uh, they're in first place in their division. They were up against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, who were in 26th place. No, the Pirates suck. Did they beat them? The, the No, the Pirates are terrible. They're a terrible team. And the Braves are, like, curb stomping this year. Like, I went on the sportsbook, and I was like, what's the safest bet? Everyone was like, the, Bra- the Braves are a lock. You know? That's why, again, like, you had to bet so much money on the Braves to win so little money. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I'll make, I'll make the money back, and that'll be it, and I'll be out of it. Um, something interesting happened in the second inning of the game. The, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, again, last place, like this team of bums, 
scored six runs in a row. Oh, my God. In like a historic and legendary meltdown of an inning that had like famed Braves pitcher like Robert Strider. Like apparently this guy's like an unstoppable ace. Uh, he went viral for like all the talking to himself he was doing, where he was going like, damn it, idiot, idiot. No, no, you're screwing this up. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. So like the pitcher had like a melty and like all of a sudden allowed six runs from like the world's worst team. But don't worry about it because God intervened at this oh. point. I needed a miracle and God was only too willing to provide. It starts raining. It starts raining. It starts raining during the Braves uh, Pirates game. And if it rains for 90 minutes, the game is over. Neither team wins, neither team loses, and all bets are invalidated. So thankfully, like it started raining, there was a rain delay. Unthankfully, the rain did eventually subside, no! and they brought the game back. And. Fuck! Uh, You'll never believe this, but like the Atlanta Braves in like a, a flame out that would be written about on Wikipedia. They came back, they came back, they came back. They're scoring runs, scoring runs, scoring runs. They score five runs in an inning. But in the end, they just can't close the deal. Braves lose seven to six. Now I'm down $400 out of all my money. You have to stop gambling. From gambling. You have to stop gambling. It's not. I was doing this arbitrage thing. It was going so well. But then I got bored and started gambling, which is, I wonder if maybe that's what they were counting on. You're addicted to gambling now. You think so? Yeah, I do. What do you think of this? It's going to cost about $1,200 to make those $400 back. But after that, I'm out. You got to get out now. You're going to lose all your money. Okay, give me your thought. Give me your logic and your reasoning behind End of it. thought. Remember how last time you were like, ha, 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 this joke thing. Ha, ha, you know how they tell you to not throw bad money after good? Well, or, or you know how they tell you not to throw good money after bad? Well, I didn't do that, and I lost $300. Ha, ha, ha. Now I'm going to do it again. This is 900 Well, now five. I'm still $500 up. You got to get out, or you're going to be $500 negative, and then five thousand dollars negative what if i put okay i've got five hundred dollars left what if i put all five hundred of those dollars on black and if it comes up black i never gamble again at least put it on the past line in in craps yeah well you know we've never quite explained to the listeners our fondness for craps oh okay uh, listeners, craps is a really fun game to play at the casino because there's something called the calm line that's where I put my money all the time. On the cum line? Yeah, that's how you play craps, the end. It's just, it's huge. It's printed on the thing. Just the word <laughs> cum. It's printed so big. It's so fun. Um, Rancho, for her birthday, I picture this idea. Rancho's <laughs> looking at pictures of the these stupid jackasses. I'm gonna have to, all They're right. so ugly. I'm going to change this picture so you can stop getting distracted. I'm not distracted. All right, um... So, uh, so Rancho, uh, for her birthday, I was like, I want her to have like an authentic casino experience. <laughs> so I, uh, stabbed her and told her that she owed me $10,000. I gave her a hundred bucks and said there would be consequences if she didn't come up with the money by the end of the weekend. So I took her to a casino 
And I gave her a bunch of money and I told her that it was her job to gamble all of this money. I said, none of this money is leaving the casino. You have to gamble at once. You can't just like take it to the mall. You can't like put it in the bank. This It's gamble only dollars. Gamble only dollars. It had to be washed through the casino at yes. some point. Yeah, cause, because I always like... I, w- I was like, wouldn't it be fun if like Rachel had like an authentic high roller experience where like she can just like keep hitting the stupid slot machine, the Sex of the City slot machine, and not have to worry about it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and then and then at some point, who had the idea to start playing craps? I think it was. I don't know. I think it was. You were playing poker, and then you immediately lost a bunch of money, and I was like, let's try the dice one. Yes. Yeah. I, I was playing poker. I think that I the problem that I was having with the poker was that I was pushing the wrong buttons or something because that video lady it's like I had like three aces and that video lady was like no you still lost somehow the problem that you were having with poker is that you don't fucking know how to play poker you were just pressing things you don't know how to win poker you don't know if you have a winning hand or not you don't know shit a lot of aces the more aces the better don't mansplain aces to that virtual titty dealer I know I she had that to do her job. I know I had her beat. I know I had her beat. She knows how to do her job better than fucking you. You don't even know how poker's played. I, I know the more aces, the better. That's all I look. If the game is called Jacks are better, and I've got aces, aces are best. Well, if the game is not called Aces are best. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's called, called Jacks poker. are better. If it's called Jacks are better, that means aces are best. Anyway. So we're like, okay, let's switch over to craps. Let's switch over to craps for a while because, like, boomers love factoids, and one of the factoids we love is like, oh, craps have the the best the best odds in any game. You put your money on the pass line, and then uh, and then you know you've got the best odds. And it's like, I don't know what the pass line is. I put a bunch of money on the pass line. It immediately gets locked to the pass line. Remember when like the machine was just like, we're not giving your chips back? Yeah, and it was only like $5, so I didn't want to leave, but it was also not like exciting enough that I was like, ooh, I'm going to figure out how the pass line works. Yeah, so like Ranch was like halfway away from the... I'm like, no, 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 we'll keep rolling these dice. And then eventually I push a button on the machine that tells us the rules of craps. Like... I start, this like fucking casino, like video craps machine has like a frequently asked questions page. And I did learn the rule of craps. I learned that there's, I don't even remember what it's called. The do not pass line or what? what's that one that I kept putting The field. On? The field. Yeah. If you put it on the field, then if it comes up a two through like six or I don't remember, there's like a bunch of numbers that if it comes up on those, then you're good. And I wrote that for like 20 times. Yeah, there's this thing. All right, so it's it's really easy. It's like the easiest bet you could place in craps. Like if you're ever at a casino and you just want to play craps, just take a chip, a $10 chip, put it on the field. If the dice land at five, six, seven, or eight, you lose. If they land at 2, 3, 4, 9, 10, or 11, or 12, you win. If it lands on 12 in New York, you quadruple your money. And if it lands on 2 in New York, you triple your money. Yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I had a really good time. Yeah, so Rancher keeps playing the field. I eventually figure out what the pass line is. Listeners... Craps is so easy. You take $10, you put you put it on something called the pass line. Someone rolls some dice. If a 7 or 11 come up, you win automatically. Because 7 is so common just because, you know, it's like a 6 and a 1 or a 5 and a 
uh, two. It's like yeah, there's so many different ways to get to it. But then if you don't roll a seven or an 11, then you get something called the point. But then if you roll the point again, you win. You know, I thought this was easier to explain in my head than it is out loud. Yeah, you listeners, what you got to do is just sit down at the table and start losing money. <laughs> but this is, but this is, look, with this $500 I have left, we go to the casino, maybe tonight, put it all on the pass line. And then if I win, I'm done with gambling. If I lose, I'm done with gambling. Yeah. Think about it. It's, this is actually healthy. It's a way to say goodbye to my addiction. I'm putting all my addiction in that chip, and then I just put that chip down on that table. I'm sure that'll be the end of it. Are you being sarcastic? No, of course not. I've never been sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> Are you being, like... Ironically, knowing. Yeah, I'm being elfish. Are you being an elfish, I'm, impish little prankster? I'm being an impish jester. Oh, yes. Goodness gracious. I'm being a bit, a bit impish. Okay. I've never seen uncut gems, but to me, this guy seems pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, wow, you're really having an uncut gems moment, aren't you? This diamond dealing guy seems pretty cool. What I've learned through talk therapy, and I've been going to my therapist for a number of years, is that like sometimes when people are depressed, the rise in any other feeling, it's like, well, at least it's better than depression. For example, anger. It's like depressed people get into fights because when they get into fights, like their adrenaline spikes and like that's better than feeling depressed, feeling like up and alert and alive, you know, all that adrenaline. Yeah, I guess that's why depressed people like video games so much, baby, because you can shoot Grand Theft Auto people just for till your heart's content. Yeah, exa- exactly, because like you feel like you're accomplishing something, like you know, excitement is happening, danger. Like you never like you, you open up these prize boxes, you never know what's going to be inside. You know, I, similarly with gambling, there was this moment where like the Braves, they're down by one run. It's it's literally two outs, bottom of the ninth. And one of their best hitters comes up to the plate, and I'm like, if this guy hits a home run right now, my whole life is saved, and I'll make all this money back. I'll make $300. And that knife's edge moment where the batter was like swinging at that third pitch, I felt more alive than I ever have in my life. The adrenaline was so visceral. That my depression was like, all right, all right, all right, I give. They've done, like, studies on that, interestingly, that, like, losing money really, really hurts, like, mentally. Yes. I remember learning something in college. Like, they did some kind of study where, like, they gave people a game and, like, half of them got, like, everybody got $20, and half of them played the game. They were like, everybody was told, you're going to get a chance to win another $20. And they found that, like, people who lost, and of course the game was rigged, the people <laughs> who lost were, like, a fucking really, really upset. Whereas the people who, like, got to just keep the $20, even though they did not have $20 in the first place, like you're describing with the arbitrage shit, they were like, yeah, I really don't care. Like, it was like the blip of happiness was in incomparable to the wealth of, like, sadness, even though fucking nobody had any money before they were all given $20. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much to be down $400. It's like a psychic wound screaming in my forehead. Well, good. I hope the psychic wound's telling you to stop gambling. I can't. I can't. I'm I can't, sorry. I can't believe. I can't believe it. I can't. 
I think there's got to be a way that I can get my $400 back in one big swing with virtually no risk. You should put it all on the pass line. I'm thinking about it. I'm also thinking about, I don't know, maybe doing some work for that money and getting paid. You know, doing like a job. Well, for the $500? Yeah, I mean, like, look, it's, you know, if I were to do work at a job... I feel like I could probably make that $400 back like pretty quickly and with like no risk. Oh my God. You work at the casino. Wait, what? Way you take the money and then you gamble the money and it's like double paychecks. I get a job at a casino as a pit boss. And then I say, what Uncle Sam don't know won't hurt him. Why don't you just pay me directly in chips? What the fuck is a pit boss? What's a pit boss? Yeah. He rules the pit. What do you mean? What's a pit boss? He's the Lord of the pit. I don't know what the pit is. The pit. Okay. When you're in the, when you're down in the pit, the casino pit, that's where there's people standing behind tables, blackjack dealers, Baccarat croupier and the like. That's the pit. Now the pit boss's job is to look at all the dealers and make sure that they're all playing their best because there's a thing with dealers where when dealers lose, they get more tips. So there's a thing where like if you're a dealer, sometimes you want to like fuck up and like play badly, like wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah. And so pit bosses are there to stop that. And pit bosses are also there to make sure the dealers don't steal any chips. <laughs> I'm going to steal all the chips. You're going to steal all the chips? Yeah. You become the pit boss and I become the dealer and then I will steal all the chips and then you'll look the other way. And then we take those chips and we gamble them, and it's like quadruple paychecks. Ripping off a casino. Yeah, nobody's tried this before. Nobody's tried this. This is a great idea. And we write a movie about it called Chip Boss. <laughs> Chip Boss? Chip Dip. Chip Dip? Yeah. <laughs> it's the story of popcorners? Yeah, it's the, and the, our meat cute is uh, the, we, we both have to go clean up cigarettes. It's the same <laughs> Part of the casino. Maybe we're both like, right, we're both poor. And so like we both see like a cigarette butt that's like still got some juice left on it. And like we both go to reach it and smoke it at the same time. We're like, oh, excuse me. Oh, right. my. Yeah, exactly. That's our me cute is we're like fighting over cigarette butts with the other homeless people. You know, and look, I'm 41 years old as of a couple of days ago. I'll probably get like $400 in birthday money, too. Oh, really? Is that what? Have you figured in your mommy your mommy donation? I'm just going to assume like between my grandma sending me $50, like I've got an aunt who sends me like $100, like my mom probably giving me like $100 or $2, like, you know, that's $400. And then I could walk away from gambling. I could be like, well, I'm up. You could. You should. It, I... I'm not going. I could do this. I'm not going. It doesn't feel the same. $400 were taken from me. I'm owed those $400. I want gambling justice. And the only way to get gambling justice is to probably put $1,200 behind the Philadelphia Phillies. You're entitled to that $400 just like these piping plovers are entitled to make the world's shittiest nest in the world's most inconvenient places. Yes, and much like the piping plover, my bankroll is also endangered. It's quickly dwindling. There's 8,000 piping plovers and there's only $500 left in my gambling bank account. Every time you lose at gambling, 400 piping plovers just disappear. No! Don't say that! Although, there you go. Yeah, this is going to save you your life. I'm going to decide what to do by next week. Listen, hopefully 
This gambling thing is just like a quick, like a little virus that's in and out of my system. Hopefully gambling's done with, hopefully I'm done with gambling and gambling's done with me. I hope so. You don't think so, do you, though? No, I don't believe you. I believe like the fat fucking piping plover. You'll be back to your old tricks very soon. My football season's right. You know, we're only 28 days away from football season. Old tricks. And by old tricks, I mean being one of the ugliest birds I've ever seen. One of the most confused, senseless, helpless birds. Well, speaking of confused and helpless and senseless, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Loudest <laughs> Podcast. Just say, you know, in case you haven't realized, we got a bunch of bonus episodes up. Uh, our, the new Christery that dropped a couple weeks ago, I think, is one of my favorite episodes of Christery we've ever done. We walk listeners through CWC's current day location in real time. Because there's a Reddit that's made a map of all the CWC's sightings. Of course there's a map. Yeah, there's like a fucking, like, they're they're studying CWC like a cryptid. And much like many cryptids, uh, they've done horrible, horrible things. Uh, but, uh, you know, you go to patreon.com slash stereos. You donate just $2 a month, you get access to all of our new and all of our old bonus episodes. There's a new LNK that'll probably be dropped by the time you hear this, where Lime Jinjo goes to the world's largest video game arcade, 900 plus cabinets, and plays until his girlfriend and roommate force him to leave. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and you guys recorded the new DSJ the other day, right? Yeah, we did. We talked about Fat Lizzo. As uh, Azalea Banks calls her. The what way it, she says it is so fucking funny. I, Azalea Banks really went hard on Lizzo on Instagram. Yeah. Fat Lizzo! <laughs> That's Fat. why Cup Cockey wants to quit, because the people like Fat Lizzo! She's so aggrieved by Lizzo's existence in that clip. Do you play the clip on the new DSJ? Oh, of course. Yeah. No asshole bleaching this episode. You're welcome. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't believe that video is up on YouTube. <laughs> I can't believe you guys just watched that video and talk about it like nothing's happening. It was like a jump scare. What do you mean talk about it like nothing's happening? It was jumped out at me as stereos. I didn't expect to see fucking full hole. I just... It was brown. There's millions of YouTube videos. The one you choose to discuss... The official title was like, A Man's Quote Raw Asshole Gets Bleached. <laughs> What? Why watch that? It's such good content, listeners. Can you believe this is only $2 at patreon.com slash hysterios? You can't just watch the hamster dance or something. You gotta watch a guy get his asshole, please. His raw asshole. All right. Well, anyway, that's it for the last podcast. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.